0: what's up everyone welcome to the spiritual gangsters podcast this is a show for all the people who keep it 100% real who've been through life able to turn their pain into purpose for people who've struggled with faith yet keep asking questions and seeking the truth To show for us to share our thoughts, experiences, and stories, and know that we're not alone. For all the OGs who see through the world's BS, this is The Spiritual Gangsters. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Spiritual Gangsters Podcast. It's me, Teresa, and I'm here with my good friend, favorite Italian American, and magical wizard, <laughs> the you. NY Patriot. What's up? What's, Say, what's up? up? <laughs>
1: Glad to be back. How on. are you? Great, great, good, and I was looking forward to this.
0: Awesome, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I am excited for this guest. So we have with us today Todd Cave, who is a fitness trainer, and I love in his Instagram bio, it says, he trains spiritually inclined people. So welcome, Todd, and you want to tell us a little bit about what that means?
2: <laughs> hey, and Patriot and Teresa, many thanks for having me on today. Of course. And, um, you know, it's an honor to be here to share some of the stuff that we're going to talk about today. And so what that means is that basically what's happened to me um, in the last few years is that I had a massive spiritual awakening to the point that it's almost like um, when you look back at scripture, how um, things have happened to some of the prophets, it's kind of happened to me in the sense where like... Everything that I thought was valuable, uh, was important, and I had a high esteem, was literally taken away from me overnight, Um, going six years ago when I had life-changing surgery on my foot. And what happened is that 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 surgery caused a series of dominoes to fall in my life. Um, I lost my job. I was made redundant. Then um, I lost loads of money. Then I became very, very fat and my foot wasn't really healing. So I started to go into depression. It was like I was on the verges of being full depressed. And um, what happened to me is that I was was such at a low point in my life that I thought I was going to have a mental breakdown. And I think, to be fair, I was on the verge of having a complete mental breakdown. Uh, One of my good friends... He, um, you know, he had helped me through it in a way where he uh, he was there for me to talk to, just to like, to, I don't want to say vent, but at that time it was such a low point that it was just to like talk about stuff so that I could get it out of me to finally be able to overcome it. And he gave me two books to read. One was called um, The Road Less Travelled and the next one was called The Five Love Languages. Uh, those books um, together, if I read them in a month. And those books uh, helped me to deal with the, the the depression that I was going through, with the sadness of dealing with everything. So some people turn to drugs, alcohol, prostitution, gambling, etc. I turned to books, and I just started to read and read, and I was eating the books like they were food. You know what I mean? I was reading them like they were food. Like I was literally reading so many books that like I'd be up to three, four o'clock in the morning and just reading, right? Because it was it was it was like escapism for me. And through that, what happened is that I started to delve into topics like religion. And I started to read the Quran. I read the Holy Bible, I read some of the Talmud, I started to delve into all of these um, religions, and I started to realize there was a common theme, all of them are fake. They have, they use an approach, and I know I'm going to freaking, um, you know, probably piss off some people. That's okay. I'll be honest, right? <laughs>
0: the spiritual game is <laughs> all about your own experience. So you can say whatever you want.
2: Yeah. The thing is, right, is that one thing about me is that when they say things, I have the receipts. So I can um, produce evidence to, to back my points. And what happened is that as I was going into all these religions, there was this common theme. There's some good things and there's some bad things. So there's a bit of a carrot and stick approach, where in order to, to accept a religion, you have to take the good with the bad. It's just like the system that we have in politics, right? Where a party would have a very good idea, but then three other bad ideas. But you would support that party for that one good idea. So you have to take the party or that government as part of it. And I realized that that was a common theme in all these religions some good things, and then some bad things. So that's why I call it the carrot and the stick, right? I get that. And what I realized then is that when you look at Christ's words specifically, what he said, you realize that his message was different from what is in all of these religions. And it was he always talked about going, finding the kingdom within. The kingdom is inside of you, right? And when you hear a lot of people talk today, always say that when you need to find your happiness inside now he said these things 2000 years ago right which means then that he 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 was sort of like the the trendsetter for certain for this kind of like way of thinking right so as i started to delve into this a lot more i started to realize that um the gods that people worship are false gods they're fake gods and this is going to sound crazy they are actually, from my research, extraterrestrial gods. They're not from this planet. No,
0: that doesn't sound crazy on this show, no. <laughs> no.
1: no, you're pretty. No. You're pretty. You're pretty good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Especially now, with my listeners from my own show, I'm sure none of this stuff is no. new for them to hear.
2: Yeah, because the Christians come after me, the Muslims come after me. I get in the receipts, and they just can't <laughs> handle it. So you know, what I mean, it, it happens all the time. You know.
0: Yeah, I know.
2: When I started to delve into like religion, I had to go into the Sumerian tablets. And the Sumerian tablets are the oldest information on earth. They are approximately 5,500 years old. And they're older than the Hindu Vedas, older than the Holy Bible, they're the eldest. And they describe a history that goes back up to 450,000 years ago, where a group of uh, beings called the Anunnaki came on earth. Now the word Anunnaki just means those from heaven to earth came. Mm-hmm. Now, when you look at the etymology of the word heaven, it is the uh, for example, in Spanish and Portuguese. In Spanish, the word heaven is cielo. The word sky is cielo. In Portuguese, it is céu, heaven, céu, sky. But in English, we have two different words, heaven and sky. So. When they looked at it in English, English was basically created to dumb dung the masses right. and to separate, uh, to hide meanings of certain things. So, I this totally is why agree. I
1: totally agree with that. I totally think it, the English language Christi- was made for that, to make yes. people dumber. And and not to be able to make certain sounds and say certain things. Correct. And what
2: happened is that we as um, Judaic Christians. When they say we, because the English-speaking world, you know, we have this even the Spanish, but even the Spanish-speaking and Portuguese-speaking world as well, because they're Catholics, right? But they have like this idea that heaven is like this mythical place from all over, like you know, just above the sky where God sits on the throne and rules. But when you dig back, the word heaven came out of Canaan uh, form, which is the language that the Sumerians um, spoke and uh, wrote, and they call it. The Anunnaki, those from heaven, meaning the sky. So when you start to delve into this, to the Anunnaki, um, you realize that it would appear from their records that they are the, the architects of our civilization that we have now. Everything is based on the Sumerians, because the Sumerians, uh, from memory, they were up to 405, four hundred and five, 4,500 years ago. And they had a system of architecture. Architecture, um, drainage, law, um, governance, uh, agriculture, everything that we have in our modern day society comes from Sumeria and the Sumerian tablets. So, when you look at the, the entities that um, they reference and they pay homage to, you realize that, in fact, these extraterrestrials, and I think that from my research, they're more humanoid than anything. Else, um, because they in their tablets they say that they had sex with the, the daughters of man. Now, this is weird screaming the story in the Bible, screaming the Torah, and even Islam comes from the, the fallen angels having sex with daughters of man. That story came out of the Samaritan tablets because those from heaven they were they would consider themselves gods. But here is the part that a lot of people don't realize the word in Hebrew, the word el means God. And I am, at the end of the word, so Elohim, means the gods.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: when you look at the angels, Raphael, E-L at the end, Gabriel, um, Yeah, there's only, Ariel. I think, two
1: endings for for angels. It's neither E-L or one other thing, and that's it, I think. Yes. Usually, yes. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Gabriel, you know, all of these were were E-L, so they were angels. So what happened is that these Entities, humanoid beings that had extreme amounts of sophistication for science, technology, and um, the cosmos came here, masqueraded as gods, and then created all these religions, government. And because they had sex with the hominid species that was here, they created offspring, which is where we get the royal families, the aristocrats, the politicians, because if you realize it, they all stay in a certain circle Mm -hmm. and the reason is that they all trace back their lineage back to the Anunnaki into Egypt as well back to Rome all of it is one lineage but this is why the families are so small and even um, like um, President um, Kennedy he was part of that bloodline as well because his family are Collins and Collins are already that that group because they're the way it looks like, from what I've found, is that there are three levels of thirteen families that control this planet. At the top, top, top level, names that you've never heard before are names like the Medici, Aldobrandini, um, Brecht Spear, and um, uh, or, or, or Aldobrandini. Yeah, so yeah. These families, are the, actual... the
0: black nobility families.
2: Correct. Those are the families that own the planet and they are the descendants of the Anunnaki. So when you actually start to look at all this information holistically, you realize there's a common theme that an alien race came to earth, created the the, the structures of governance here, money, religion and government, which are actually three forms of the same religion. Right, and the same religion is that you worship them because they control the money, they control the government, and they control the religion. Because, um, when you look at um, Yahweh Jehovah, He is Enlil, Enlil now is one of the Anunnaki gods that came here. So, the, their trinity pantheon consists of Anu, which represents Uranus, Enlil. Um, I can't remember what planet he represents, and Enki, which is Neptune. So these three gods or beings represent the trinity that they then injected into uh, Christianity. So it's, it's a, it's a, when you look at everything, it's just a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy. Nothing is real. And this is why we have people today freaking out um, in terms of gender and identity and this and because after so much copies... You lose actual connection back to source, to connection to what is actually real, right? So what happened is that for me, when I ended up learning all these things, and um, as when I started to to, to 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 go through my refinement process, it started to become very, very, very difficult to have relationships, have friendships, um, just have even like you know um, contacts or acquaintances because like people were just very fake, you know. And it at first it started to really like um, affect me and bother me where I thought maybe I was the problem. But as I've done more self-discovery, I realized no, I am not really the problem. Yes, I have my flaws, which I try to work on, but there's a common theme and that most people are not really honest with themselves. So this is why like uh I say now Um, about what I believe and I put on my bio I help spiritually incline people burn fat and build muscle because I only want to work with people that resonate with me because I've tried working with people that don't resonate on the same frequency as me and it's very hard right for example a classic now in terms of if I'm going to set up a call with one of my students and I've worked with people in class where they're just ridiculously late so they have no integrity to message me before and say hey Todd um, I'm running a little bit late Um, can we push it back a half an hour or change date etc and and working with people that have no spirituality spiritual awakeness no integrity is difficult because you give your time to people and you make time and then when people do these things to you now it, it means then that it offsets all the other plans that you've had, said it with people that want your type, right?
0: Yes, it's very so, disrespectful. <sighs> I think. Lateness is a pet I, peeve of mine. <laughs> Extreme yeah. lightness. I mean, two minutes, okay. But like, yeah. Otherwise, just send a message to say, hey, I'm running late. It's just respect. Basic. Common decency. It is. A lot of people don't I, have I, common decency anymore.
2: No. It, it's mad. <laughs> yes. I, 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 I find it... <laughs> very very difficult to to deal with people that have no integrity um, my patience is actually very thin now um, because of it and yes some people may say that that's being a bit hard but what I would say is that today you have to protect your energy and yourself and you have to love yourself enough that you cut out things that bring your energy down because everything is about energy frequency and vibration which are really the same but just different words we use to describe the same thing and if something makes you feel um low well first you have to ask yourself is this bothering me because this is something that's showing something inside of me or this is something that just is blatantly not good for me right and once you are able to um, do that discovery into yourself you can decipher well actually no I need to protect myself, so I need to cut that thing. Or what happens to me is that people cut themselves from me because I don't do the cutting. They do it because (laughs) I don't resonate with them, you know? That's what happens, you know?
0: Yeah, I like what you said a lot about going through, like, a refinement period because I feel like, I mean, probably everyone who's listening to this has gone through that at some point in their life or is going through that right now. But I feel like the last two to three years especially has been, like, a heavy time. Of refinement for a lot of people um, either realizing like spiritual things that don't sit right with them, friendships like relationships that happened to me as well. Like you were saying, oh, you were up till like three, 4 a.m. like reading books. That was me with like information just about like the world in general uh, for a good period of like 2020. So I think we've all, and why you've gone through stuff like that before too. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Oh Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then there's a thing like you said, like you don't even necessarily have to cut people out of your life. Sometimes you do, but I think usually they just cut themselves because the frequency doesn't match anymore. And it's just it's not a good fit any longer. Oh
2: yeah. I see it mostly with women. Um because like dating in twenty twenty two is much harder than it was for sure.
0: I can imagine eight years ago. Oh, my God. Um,
2: but, like, scripture talks about, you know, when you first um, learn certain things in the mouth, it's, like, really sweet. And then when it gets in the stomach, it's bitter and it burns. And that's what happens to me where, like, if I'm talking to a girl, you know what I mean? Because I refuse to have simpleton conversations. I refuse. Like, I can't do it anymore, right?
0: Small talk I, is I exhausting. To. Yes. I it actually is, right? <laughs> It's so it's so tiring. I'm just like, oh, my God, get me out of here, please. I'd rather talk about Anunnaki and shit. Yeah,
1: like some, yeah, some wild shit instead <laughs> of just some small talk. I get that. Yeah, that's funny. Totally. Yeah. Go ahead,
0: Doug. Before I used
1: to, to,
2: to like, I don't want to sit down myself, but I would self-censor because, um, you know, everyone's not ready. But now I'm like, no, that's not me. I have to be true to myself. And I can only talk with people who have a certain level of consciousness. So straight from the get go, some small talk, getting to know you, da da, da da but then after half an hour, bum! I try to figure out what's in your brain. Yeah, you may look good, but I wanna know what's in your brain,
0: because
2: <laughs> honestly, right? I talk about the stars, the cosmos, consciousness, Anunnaki, geopolitics, you know what I mean? Economics, precious metals, cryptocurrency. I need to understand that, like, even if you don't understand, if you want to learn, oh, that's great, you know what I mean? I can show you look there, look here. Even with even with friends as well, with like guys as well, because like, you know, a lot of people would just like stop talking to me because I don't resonate with them anymore. Which is fine, because at the end of the day, Christ says, um, my flock know me because they hear my voice, right? And that means that you're resonating on the same frequency, right? So this is why I put I put on my Instagram bio, I help spiritually incline people burn fat and build muscle because I want to talk to people that can teach me things, people that want to ask questions, because if you're asking questions, it means that you want to learn, right? And if I tell you, well, you can read that book and, and you come back and you tell me, well, I totally read this book and I don't agree with this, or can you explain this to me? Sure, but one of the questions I ask girls now is straight. Do you read books? If so, what's the last book you read? And most of the time, we have no further conversations because most girls don't read. Most people, most people don't read books in general, right? No, No. saying
1: that before they traded it in for memes. Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah. The attention span is shorter and shorter. Like every generation, it's crazy. Or even within our lifetime, probably we're probably all around the same age. It's like I probably read more in high school than I read now. You know, probably by design. I do still read, but. But it's less. It's harder. They make it harder on purpose, I feel. It's more distractions, more options, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is why I like audiobooks, because I can do my my laundry and cooking and cleaning and listen. And if I miss something, I can always go back easily and listen to it. You know, I was like, oh, okay, that's mm-hmm. interesting. I've done that yeah, so many times. Yeah, I like that, times.
1: too. I've listened to stuff like on YouTube, like books or even podcasts. Some podcasts just have books, you know, and I've just listened to that. I've done the same thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so, Todd, um, was your job before your foot injury, was that in fitness as well? Or, like, how did you even get into no. fitness training?
2: Well, that's that's a good question. So uh, it's going to be a little bit a long question because there's so much to it. But okay. I'll do my best to condense it. Sure. So I used to be a civil engineer. Um, I had worked on the, at the time, the biggest construction project in Europe worth about 16 billion pounds and um, I had a good job, good life and um, honestly I was probably living the best life ever and I was um, dating a girl in Colombia and I went to Colombia to see her and my foot started to act up. So many years ago in 2005 I had broke, I, I was in a motorcycle accident and I broke my foot and I had complications from it. And they told me that in the future, I would have needed a further surgery in order to correct the complications. I said, okay, that's fine. and just carried on with life. But in 2016, when I went to see her in Colombia, we were walking up a hill and all of a sudden my foot just started to hurt, like just like that. And you no, know, I had thought that it was, um, you know, because we were going up a hill and I did a lot of walking. So that happens like, when me do a lot of walking. But by the evening, my foot was still hurting. I was like, nah, this is not right. And that was the point where my life started to change. I didn't know it at the time, but it did. And what happened is that I needed life-changing surgery on my foot. So I was always into fitness um, for fun. Uh, I was always a sportsman pretty much for all my life. And um, what happened then is that this surgery, I had to get some metal rods drilled into my foot. It's called an Elizaroth frame. It was a russian guy that invented it and they drill metal rods into your foot or arm or shoulder or wherever and separate the bones and they clean out the inside to let the cartilage grow back so i was born on bone like that so i had to separate it so the frame kept the the two joints apart to allow the cartilage to grow back and basically what happened is that when i got up from the surgery yes i knew that that was going to happen but seeing it on pictures and then seeing it on your foot that was like a surreal moment. I, I literally said, what have I done, right? It was that much of a shock after I came on the surgery. It was a six-hour surgery, right? And from there, every like I said, a series of dominoes started to fall. So what happened is that Lester was made redundant, and then, um, you know what I mean, we started to go through loads of stuff. I even lost that relationship with the girl in Colombia because I was such in a low place that, you know, like, I, I, it was partly my fault, to be fair. But when you're going through stuff like that and you're alone, it is hard to cope. Furthermore, hard to, to deal with someone. So I have to say, but that's my fault. But um, and then what happened is that after I started to be able to walk, because I was on crutches for 15 months, uh, so I got really fat. You know, I put on, I think, in memory, 12 kgs. You know, I was a big dude, man. And um, then. What happened is that I decided, okay, one day I bent over to tie my shoes. And I literally could not breathe. I was out of breath. I was like, no, that's it. I'm going back training again. Because it's easy, like, when you get to a point, you know, when you're putting all weight, you just say, oh, whatever, start it. You know what I mean? But everyone has to have a, a hard moment. Or I be saying it's when the penny drops or when the pin drops. That moment was when I was bending over to tie my shoes. And that's when I said, okay, I'm going to go back training. But I had to go and do research on you know, how to train differently because I had this issue with my foot. Because the exercises I was doing was a lot of high-impact sports, high-impact exercises, and my foot just couldn't handle it. you know. And the surgeon told me that uh, I'll never be able to do impact sports again. I said, okay. So I started to uh, research how to train. We started to research nutrition on a higher level. And, you know... Over time, trying an hour, gradually, gradually, I found something that works. And what had happened to me is that I had bought a business, I had bought some mentorship for a business system to, to, to do stuff online. It, it was specifically for fitness training, but it was adaptable to other businesses. And at that time, I wanted to do something else. So I bought a course and I was doing stuff on social media for something else. And that wasn't really working because I was thinking, hey, I can teach everyone about cryptocurrency, help people to protect themselves against coming collapse, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm blasting, telling the whole world these things. And then really realized, hard. Huh, there's something called censorship, you know what I mean? Algorithms don't like this kind of information. And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this shit is real.
0: <laughs> it's hard to get seen, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: But then no, I said, okay, we can switch up style. We can go and do another business. So I actually um, bought a course to teach me how to write uh, copy, copywriting. So yeah. I was like, okay, I'll do email marketing, you know what I mean? Because you know I mean? there's, there's no censorship for that, you know? So, but then after one thing led to the next and that didn't really work. So I had come here to Mexico on holiday to just get away from the UK because I needed to I guess, um, try to figure myself out because I was going through so many things at the same time. Loss, a girl, the money, you know what I mean? Uh, get fat, depressed, business not working. Other things that happened to me along the way that took too long, but everything was hard. When they tell you, it felt like, is this not going to end? Every time I turned to something else, and I'm like, how much more can I bear? So what happened is that I was um, dating this girl in Chile. So I uh, went to see her because Me- I was here in Mexico on holiday. And when it was c- going to come back to Mexico, I, lo- I missed my flight. And I had to pay a whole heap of money to come back to Mexico. I was like, oh, my gosh, again. <laughs> so what happened is that I was in the airport for about 18 hours and um well, well, there's a part that I missed out. So to help me to cope with what I was going through, I got I uh, did ayahuasca to help me to clear out some of the, the negativity and the negative energy uh, that was going on in life. And Because for people that don't know, ayahuasca has in DMT. And we have DMT receptors in the brain. And the most DMT that's released is when a child is born and when a person is about to die. So this is why people that have... Near death experiences say that they saw beyond the veil, and that's because of all the DMT that's released into the brain. So, anyway, I took ayahuasca to help me with that, and like a month prior, so the ayahuasca was still actively in my body, in my pineal gland, depositing crystals on the pineal gland because it helps decalcify the pineal gland and then it puts crystals on it, and those crystals will help you connect to higher levels of consciousness. So, anyway, I was in the airport waiting for my flight to come out of Mexico. And the thing is, I, only, I the only word I can use is the voice. And it's like a voice comes into my head. And it said, But Todd, uh, why don't you do fitness? I was like, No, I don't want to. You no, know, there's a conversation in my head in the airport, you know. And because I'm tired as well, because, you know, sitting down on your bum all the time. <laughs> so, you know, you get tired, right, in the airport. <laughs> Plus, it was that early to get the flight anyway. And the voice was like, "But Todd, why don't you do fitness? I says, no, because it means I have to do videos and write posts and all that kind of stuff. And the voice was like, and? I said, but I don't like it. I don't want to do it. He says, and? He says, you are going to do it. I said, no, I'm not. He says, oh, yes, you are. And then that was the end of conversation. So I sat there for another three hours thinking about it. Because like I said, it was there for 18 hours. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. And then I was like, ah, okay. So the email marketing thing is not really working now. So, so what else? We already bought the course. Well, we just adapt what we were doing for cryptocurrency to do fitness.
0: And it was for so fitness of anyway, of course. This is it. This, this is isn't it. Isn't that right? funny? <laughs> Again,
2: mm-hmm. I, I never bought it for fitness. I bought it. To do another business you know to teach people the current skills a system you know how to like teach people and stuff so i came back to mexico and i was like well if i can do fitness i actually gotta get back into shape i mean i was training but i wasn't like like to the level i'm at now right and i was sure. like damn that's levels i, get back. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> I was a great shape before the surgery five years ago well at the time it was like four three years i was like Oh, man, that's so much, man. But then I was like, all right, I have anything to lose. The voice said to me to do it. Uh, I said, you no, just trust. And I started to get back into shape. Uh, what happened is that the week after I came back from Chile, I saw a video of uh, on YouTube of someone doing something called a muscle-up. And it's a calis- calisthenics exercise. And I was like, wow, what's that? So I binged for, like, two hours on muscle-ups, and I was like, I'm going to learn to do that. And basically, little did I know is that that is one of the things that had really helped me to get back into shape, right? Because after, like, a couple of weeks of doing it, I was like, you, the fat is dropping off me here, man. I was like, I think I'm onto something, man. You know what I mean? (laughs)
0: There you go. And then
2: when it looked at, yeah, and then when I looked at all these calisthenics athletes, I was like, this one thing, with these guys, they're all bloody ripped. So I was like, okay, this is it man we can just commit to this and yeah we can do the fitness thing but I was really focused on like you know um just getting back at the training because I like training and one thing led to next and uh, next and uh, next and I remember one of my coaches she said to me but Todd why don't you write about and talk about other things I said like what well we've been taught just keep all about fitness she said yeah but you're on social media I say so what she says but social
0: media
2: means you have to be a bit social I, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know like, some
0: people don't get that part it's like you have, if you have to socialize on social media yeah. you can't just scroll other people's stuff all the time and expect something to happen or you know or it's nice to show parts of yourself so people feel like they get to know you you know and then they're invested in you not saying that that's a marketing ploy but it can be <laughs> Well, to be fair, she said, "Todd,
2: people do business with those who they like, trust, who they like, who they like and trust." Right. That's it, exactly. And um, if people trust you and they like you, it means you have to show a little bit about yourself. So I was never talk about these things in public, right? Not for fear of like ridicule, but it was like, this is my thing. This is what I'm doing for me. And what well, should I say? It? My job is not, excuse me, at the time, was to teach people these things because if I could find these things, other people could. But little did I realize that that conversation I had with her is what changed the trajectory of my fitness business because I started to to, to talk about books, traveling, start talking about what's going on in the world. And then what happened is that it, it was it started to give me a lot of joy to talk about these things because something that I have realized over the past few years is that I seem to have a, an ability to retain large amounts of information and explain it in a way that is understandable for people. And a lot of my friends would say, but how do you remember these things? Because I remember dates, times, and events and stuff like that going back like sometimes like because I've read so much I kind of forget which source it comes from and, and 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 sometimes you may confuse dates and times because it's like so much I've read right mm-hmm. but I, I do have an ability to retain this information so I started to write about these things and uh, what happened then is that I realized through the process that my calling is to teach these things not just fitness but to teach people about the the higher levels of consciousness things, the things that are going on in the world, to decipher what's really the the agenda behind the agenda, right? And I started to, to make videos then, because I, was, I then used to do many, many videos of like me actually talking and stuff. And I started to do those videos. And what ha- started to happen is that um, I started to get messages from people, Pakistan, Iraq, Iraq. I mean, these are non-English speaking countries, right? That'd i be telling me, Todd, um, I really like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think two of them were girls as well. Two girls said, Todd, I don't have much money to, 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 for you to coach me. But what it would say is that I follow the exercises you put. I follow what you say. And um, the stuff that other stuff you talk about, I thank you because it's really helped me through going through what I'm going through. And some of these messages actually made me quite emotional because I was like, wow, I I didn't realize I'm actually having an impact on other people because it's something that I resisted for so long, right? And I love fitness and I I love spirituality and things of higher level consciousness, talking psychedelics and my experiences and stuff. So I've just mixed them all together. So for me now, I don't consider myself a normal fitness trainer. Because, yes, I am a fitness trainer, but I also talk about these things. Now I do podcasts, I share this information with people. And what I've I've realized is that this seems to be my calling to, to, to teach, inform, and educate my brothers and sisters on what's going on, what's happening in the world, right? Why our governments are so corrupt, why the money is fake, why the religions keep us in mental slavery, you know? Because, like, when you look at the etymology of the word religion, the word religion comes from the Latin word religare, which means to hold or to bind. This is why the religions hold and bind the minds of its followers,
0: right? Interestingly, the word yoga means to bind as well, to yoke or to bind. Oh, That's shoot. funny. Ah. I never realized yeah. that about the word religion. That's interesting.
2: Very, very true. And this why Christ said that my yoke is easy and my burden is light which means there's there's not much you need to do in order to find the kingdom of heaven. But because we are full of indoctrination from birth, from our parents, from our society, from our schools, which are basically public indoctrination camps, we, we are filled with so much fear and trauma. And what I always teach and tell people is that we need to let go of the fears and traumas because fear and trauma are negative emotions. You can't have a positive outcome from a negative space. That is a certainty. So this is why I say it breaking up people. If you plant an apple seed, can you expect to get oranges on the tree? Everyone says, of course not. No, okay then. So all right, if we use that same logic, if you come from a negative space or you plant negative seeds, what kind of tree or outcome do you expect to have? Now, that is when it makes people think. A lot of people just nod their head. And it's true, right? <laughs> it is impossible to get a good outcome Yeah. an space. <laughs> it is 100% certainty. Now, and this is something, what I'm going to say is something that I had to wrestle with at, at first as well. Even though you may have positive thoughts, positive beliefs, and do positive things, that does not mean you will get a positive result immediately it takes time and the only no i've not read this in the book but from my experience the way it looks like is the universe says okay todd prove to me that you really want this thing and after you've proven then you'll get it so you have to put in the work you have to take action you have to repeat keep doing it people that are professional in a sport like football basketball tennis whatever it didn't just become an overnight success, they practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced. Yeah. But we today, we think that, and again, like I said, it is something that I battle with all the time because sometimes, you know, because I'm human as well, like y'all, I, I kind of sometimes forget that uh, it is part of the process. So just keep going, pick up your cross, put it on your back and keep walking, you know, because you have to die to this world to die to all the worldly things that hold you back and keep you down right Mm -hmm. and this is no this is partly part the allegory for christ's death no christ for 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 what for people don't know means the anointed one christ comes from the latin word greek word sorry christos so it goes christos in greek to christ in latin to sanskrit Krishna. So that's why Krishna and Christ are the same thing. When you read the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna talks about Krishna consciousness. When you read books that were not allowed to be in the Bible, Christ talks about the Christ consciousness. So basically it's the same thing. What it means is you die to this world. You die to all the, the earthly things that hold you back. So you become You're you're a person that you're in the world, but not of the world. So you can be in illumination and go to work, have a family, do all these things. But when things don't go your way, you don't let it pull you down. To come down to negative frequency, you just step back and say, okay, well, this thing happened. What can I learn from this experience? What can I do differently if something like this happens again? But we're not taught to, to... analyze situations like that in our schools. We're taught to like well, we're not taught anything to be honest. I don't even know what we're
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, that's interesting. That that's one thing that I do uh, I hold on to like my time in yoga and whatnot is a little bit of an attitude of of unattachment. You know, that's like one good thing that I think I learned in that experience because uh and sometimes it can make you seem like kind of cold to people. Or like rude, maybe sometimes. But it's like, really, if you think about something that happened to you, is it going to matter a week from now? Is it going to matter a month from now? Five years? Ten years? And if the answer is no, then like maybe it's not that important. You know?
2: Absolutely. <laughs> and this is what Krishna said to Arjuna, his student. He says, you need to look at a piece of gold the exact way you look at as a piece of rock. Or a, or, or a rock, you have to have detachment from it. Mm-hmm. So, if you can throw away a rock, you should be able to throw away a piece of gold because you're not attached to it. It's the mm-hmm. same thing. And yes. this is, this is, this is what I have been learning for the last five and a half years, five, almost six years to let go of attachments. And living here in Mexico, or one has really taught me that. And um, now i I I'm a lot more accepting of how things are how I would want them to be. Mm. And I the things that are in my control, I work to improve, and the things that are not, I just put my hands up and say, Okay, well, it doesn't make sense investing emotionally mm. into that because uh, you know what I mean I can't do anything, even even with all the power mm. in, my, in my in my body, but what can I do? Right. Yes. this is what um, we, we we need to understand and this is one of the reasons why religion has really been very heinous in the world because religion has been probably responsible for the vast majority of uh, genocides on the planet right when you look at the, yes when you look at the transatlantic slave trade that was because of religion supposedly mm-hmm. but then when you look at the Arab um, slave trade, because this is this is something that a lot of people don't even know. The Arabs were actually bigger slave traders than the conquistadors. I believe like, that. <laughs> levels higher. It is so bad, right, that countries like Mauritania, there's still slavery. So the Arabia only got rid of slavery, think, I think in the 60s. Libya I mean?
0: still has slavery, I believe
2: yep 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 Mm -hmm. and it was for religion because if you're not a muslim i can be your slave master Mm. if you convert to islam then okay you're one of us right and what they did is that they spread the religion through the sword and through um high birth rates so this is why um In the conquistador uh, slave trade, about 60% of the slaves were men. reason why is that men are strong, men can do the work. But in the Arab slave trade, 90% were women because they were sex slaves.
0: Mm. And
2: the Quran talks about what the right hand possesses, which means slave. You're a sex slave. She's your servant. So you're allowed to have sex with her. It's so bad, right, that even... Um, Muhammad, he got caught having sex with one well, his slave girls and his wife Khadijah caught him and um, he said, oh, you'll never do it again. And then magically a little bit later, he received a revelation from Allah telling him that um, you should not, what, make unlawful to you what um, Allah has made lawful for you. So basically at even in one of the uh, Hadiths um, Aisha, his Child bride, she said to him, Your God seems to be quite favorable for you in certain situations.
0: Yeah, how convenient, right? God said this, God said that. Yeah, I totally understand what you're saying.
2: So, this is why I said a
0: lot of of cults start like
1: a lot of heinous things.
0: What was it, and why
1: I said a lot of cults start like that? A
0: lot of cults start like that. God told me this, and now we all need to do this, right? Absolutely, all religions are cults. That's what I've said before. Yeah.
2: That's all, like, there's there's no religion. Because first thing first, these ascended masters never taught a religion. Christ, Buddha, Thoth, you know what I mean? Krishna. They never taught religion. They taught a way to be, right? But what's happened is that because now, like I said, when you look back at the Sumerian tablets and you look at all these different deities that were here, right um, they changed their names in several different locations to confuse man to who they are. Who they are. And what they did is that they all introduced religion to, to serve them, right. So this is where all the sacrifice came from. even uh, circumcision came as a result from that because um, so so I can explain so people can understand, there are three main gods in the Sumerian pantheon: Anu, Enlil, and Enki. Enlil, he is the Lord of Air. Er. Um, he's actually Jehovah and Yahweh. And Enki, he is Lord of Earth. So, because En means Lord and Ki means Earth, so what happened is that because Enki was the firstborn, but of a concubine from Anu, he was not. Um, Able to ascend the throne. Well, and Leel was the second born, but he was born to Anu's half sister. Now, this is where all of that into Marin of Cousins comes from.
0: It sounds right? very Targaryen right now.
2: <laughs> it comes from there, right? <laughs> Have you watched
0: Game of Thrones or anything? Yeah. Like... Well, and the, the royal families do that, right? Like they all intermarry and marry cousins and half siblings. Keep and, it in the bloodline.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is where all of it came from. Mm. So then, when you look back, you see, look at the you know them by their symbology. So Enki was, um, he, one of his symbols is the fish. Now, when you look at Catholicism and you see the hat that the pope wears, it looks like a fish's mouth, right? Then. When you look at um in his attributes is Lord of Fear. He was the eagle, right? He used to go to um to Moses, used to appear in a pillar of smoke, and used to disappear in a flame, in a uh in, in a pillar of flames, right? That was a spaceship. You know what I mean? That was coming on the mountain and leaving, right? So you have to read a lot more books to, to, to understand these things. So what happened is that. Enlil is the God of the Jews. Enki is the God that the the Catholics worship, right? So they all created their own religions. Now, Sin or Sin, he is actually Allah for the Muslims. We know that because of the crescent moon. And he was the chief God in Ur. And he had his own cult. And we we have been able to track this cult that went from Ur, which is in Mesopotamia, Mesopotamia, all the way into Arabia, right? There's a document called, well, the book is called The Epic of Gilgamesh, and in that book there's something called the Atrahasis. And when you read, I think on the third page of the Atrahasis, you see that um, what happened is that when the Anunnaki came here to mine gold, the lower class gods, called the Ajiji, which would be equivalent to us, the working class, they were mining the gold and they were mining the gold for about um 200,000 years and they dis- they said that enough is enough we didn't come here to be slaves to this kind of work so what happened is that they were about to have a rebellion and allah he actually was the one that was the protagonist in the in the uh, um, in the rebellion so this is what caused enki to create us homo sapiens sapiens because they mixed their essence as they call it their DNA with the existing hominid species that existed here on Earth. And when you read these tablets, it talks about clonation, it talks about splitting um like creating chimeras, creating like Frankenstein's, having plant human hybrids, animal plant hybrids, a lot of stuff, right? But again, this is in canar form, which is the oldest writing system on earth. So if these are if these documents are talking about these things, Clearly, we're not the inventors of clonation and splitting DNAs and stuff. So these two brothers, Enki and Enlil, have been at war against each other. But because they have their own cults, religions, they get us to fight wars for them because they are too royal to fight each (laughs) other, right? So this is why you um, see one country go to war for the other country. And this is necessary. And it was always, when you look at the Old Testament, it was always a lot of bloodshed, murder, rape, genocide, all heinous things. Because these were these two brothers fighting against one another. Some people call it good and evil, but they're both bad, right? But they do have some, How should I say? They have said good things, but like religion, you have the carrot and the stick in order to keep. You know what I mean? They put the carrot in front of you, so you run to it. But then they put a stick and lick you on your bum. You know what I mean? What <laughs> donkey. You know what I mean? And you keep going for that carrot. You know what I mean? And they slap you some more. You think you're going to get closer and closer and closer. <laughs> so it's all a cult, right? And these three religions have done the most heinous stuff on earth. Christianity, Islam, and Judaism. And they're all extraterrestrial gods that their followers are worshipping and where the circumcision comes from is that when they created humans um someone asked Enki well how are we going to be able to tell the difference between us and them now this is why I say that I think that they're advanced humans well when they say humans they look like us right but just maybe bigger and Enki said well we will know them by the boys for sure the boys don't the boys have foreskin, and we, Adonaki don't have foreskin. So when in Yahweh Jehovah made His covenant with Abraham, who was a king, right? A lot of people don't know that. He said to him that my covenant is that you 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 um, circumcise all the boys. You no, know? then you would be able to look like us, right?
0: Mm. And
2: that's actually a blood sacrifice. So what it is is that these gods with a small g are able to maintain their power through the blood. This is why we have halal meat, uh, richly slaughtered meat, kosher meat. Then we have blood sacrifices like terrorist events or wars, you know, all these are blood sacrifice. Fun fact for you, and this is completely true, the word holocaust means burnt offering. So, even, no, I had a Jew come at me big time because they told him some of these things, mm-hmm. right? Now, it's not that Jews weren't killed um, during the Second World War. It's just that their own people did it to them, right? So what people don't understand is that Hitler was just a puppet. He was just the front man for the cult that runs the whole planet. And he was taking his marching orders from them. So, yes, he took the the, the... the brunt of it. He was the scapegoat. Yeah. Yeah, he, took, he was the scapegoat for it, but people yeah. don't understand that the people that own this planet are of Jewish descent, right? Ashkenazi Jews, who are not really real Jews because they come from the Jews. They come from uh, the, the Caucasus, Monctus, the Khazais, right? And mm-hmm. these are the only people that converted to Judaism for political reasons, right? So, this is why they're white because they're not really real Jews. All the Jews are really black, right? Or brown skinned people because they all come from that Mesopotamia, um, you know, Crescent Valley, um, Fertile Crescent area, which is mm-hmm. where you have the River Nile, River Euphrates, and the River Tigris. And then you have the sea on the other side. So, all of that area is hot right people of color but you know you can't tell that because they say that you're anti-semitic but this is the thing facts are facts they're kazi jews they're ashkenazi and you hear the word ashkenazi take off the ashka
0: is that the end sounds like something else yeah, exactly something else
2: ready to do the maps, right i know
0: Every- raises a lot of questions <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> this is it yeah, and, and
2: this is the thing right because everything is a religion and the minds of people are held and bound they're not able to they step back to say okay is this rubbish is this a narrative or what am i believing is 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 not true and people don't want to ask themselves these difficult questions right so this is why like i tell people that truth is strange than a fiction and it is a matter of doing your own research i tell people don't believe anything i say I can tell you where to look, um, books to read, scrolls and stuff. And, you know, I mean, people with Muslims tell me, oh, you just talk rubbish. I say, no, but what name is there? Allah, but it has no H. Yeah, because it's A-L-L-A, but that's what they do. They change words ever so slight. Like, I was talking about Allah. So, in Babylon, um, there was a God. Well, it was really what we consider to be Satan that was called Halal, but it was spelled H-E-L-E-L. So it's, it, we would pronounce it Halal, but you would it's actually proper pronounced as Halal. So this is where they've they, they tried to... Aim, so what these entities have done, these beings, is that they infiltrated each other's religion with some little thing so that they could have some sort of reverence because they get their power through the blood. And we know this yeah. through the Emerald Tablets of Thoth. So Thoth was um, also known as Ningashida. Uh, he was the son of Enki. And his symbol is the serpent or the plumed serpent. Enki also is known as the serpent. and He was the, the snake in the Garden of Eden because uh, he actually had sex with Eve and he also taught her certain things. And then she taught this to Adam. So this is why... Um, in Christianity or even Judaism as well. and Islam, the serpent seemed as bad, but the serpent was actually the giver of consciousness to realize that we were being enslaved by Enlil. Because think about it, and this is a question that no one can answer. So our understanding of God is omnipresent, omnipotent, all-knowing. I said, okay. So the Bible talks about that God was walking. You what know, so I said God was walking in the Garden of Eden and he was looking for Adam. And he was like, Adam, where are you? Hmm, that's a question. Um, if God is a spirit, how can God walk?
1: I didn't even okay. know where he was.
0: He probably didn't mean that much like, I don't know. Maybe he just wanted two. Adam to come forward on his own. He's just but, like, wait. <laughs> But it specifically said,
2: "And God was walking in the Garden of Eden."
0: He manifests; God can do whatever He wants. This is true. I don't know.
2: (laughs) And He's all knowing. So, what that means then is that He would have known that Adam had supposedly eaten from the tree of knowledge. But He didn't know. It was only after He saw him that Adam had covered his body because that's when he realized then that Adam understood that he was a slave because what it is is that when you go back to these tablets the Garden of Eden was an open scientific lab and they would actually have they were trying to create humans so when they created Adam and they created clones Adam would have a time to go and have sex with them to try to procreate and even when he had Eve he had certain times where he had to go have sex with her and stuff like that. It was it was, it was basically how you treat animals. It was literally that, right? So a lot of people don't are not able to answer these questions, right? So then, what does it say that that God made Adam? Okay, so where was Eve? Oh well, you know he made her after. Well, when you read the book of Joshua and read uh, the Nakamati, Adam was both male and female. He was androgynous because the the, the Holy Spirit, which is feminine, she teaches. And Adam was just the the, the body because a lot of people don't understand that masculine energy and feminine energy have need each other to coexist, but they have different attributes and strengths. So the male energy creates the space. So he's like the protection of the space. And then the female energy occupies that space which allows her to be vulnerable and to teach and educate. Because in the book of Joshua, Adam clearly says to his son Seth, it was your mother Eve who taught me consciousness, who taught me, who taught me that the God in Eve Garden of Eden is not really God. He actually says that in that book, the book of Joshua is referenced in the Old Testament, but was taken out. So for good reason, because it was taken out, It means then that people will not realize that the God, in the Old Testament, is not really true God. So people say, but how can you make such a statement? I say, okay, let's create some equal scales here. So we agree that an apple tree cannot bear oranges. Most people say, yes, okay. So then, now let's say then that if I say good things, do good things, and I have good positive thoughts would you say that I'm a good positive person most people say yeah okay so that means the the reverse is the same so if I speak badly about people I do bad things and I have negative thoughts and actions would that make me a bad person most people say yes okay all right so let's transfer that to God we are told that God is loving right okay so if a God tells you, go and murder these people, drive them from their lands, murder the firstborn, and do all these heinous things. Is that a good God or a bad God? That is where then people say, well, but you don't understand. I say, what don't I understand? We just set up an equal scale here, uh, a system where we can look to see if something is good or bad positive and negative and you said yes that if i do negative things i'm a negative person so if this god is telling you to do these things these people is that a good god or a bad god that is when people start to get upset so yeah, I,
0: yeah. the old testament is definitely like
1: well, he's, it's, a he's, mind, he, he's, it's a trip <laughs> he's bipolar if you were to really you know going by if you took god uh, literally in the old testament I would think you'd have to consider him being bipolar cuz he goes from one extreme to the next. I love you and I fucking kill die. What the fuck what just happened, dude? You oh, know what I'm, I'm saying? It's just the Old Testament. This the God is just so fucking one extreme to the next. You know, it's wild, yeah. in my opinion.
0: <laughs> there is a lot of it, a <laughs> lot of extremes sense. and it definitely like raises a lot of questions. The Old Testament for sure. And the Quran like you said and even the Bhagavad Gita. It's a beautiful story. Um but yeah, even even that like I I think the story of the Anunnaki and the fallen angels is so important to understanding where religions come from, and where faith comes from, like you said, where a lot of the systems in our world come from. And I think that story is often withheld from us. It's not taught like, you know, in schools or in catechism class or anything like that, because it would make people question so much you know, of what they're told. And whatever conclusion they come to after that, there's many different conclusions you could come to from that story. But, you know, I think it's withheld on purpose is always what I say about it.
2: Absolutely. And the reason why it is is um, held back is that they don't want us to realize our true divinity. So in the Sumerian tablets Enlil who is the worst to be fair Enki is bad as well but Enlil is the absolute worst he said that he has set up a system that will basically cause man to be slave slavery forever but it's not just physical slavery mm-hmm. it's mental and psychological slavery mm-hmm. and it, when you look at how everything is in our life so when a tr- baby is born, when you look at the whole process, it comes out bam you smack it on its butt. bum, you put these things in its eyes, it starts crying. They take the baby away from the mother right for God knows how long right doing tests, right They also cut the umbilical cord from the placenta. now the placenta, is the, if you look at it properly, it actually the tree of life, right? And if a baby is attached to the placenta until it just drops off, because the baby will either pull it off or it will just drop off on its own, Mm. that baby gets all the antibodies, all the nutrients, all the consciousness, everything. That baby is going to be special because it doesn't have the introduction into the world as being so traumatic, right? This is why human beings we live in fear and it comes out from the womb, right? So you have these subconscious neglect issues that we humans have because we were taken away from our mother from birth for God knows how long, right? And this is, this is, this is one of the things that they've done. So then they go and they inject all these babies with all these supposed um, jabs to, to protect them from something. When the placenta is there enough, mm. you know, I mean, they don't need anything more. Even the way children are born now is terrible. Women in antiquity used to squat to have babies, and to be fair, it's the natural way because it's coming up with gravity. When a, a woman is on her back like that, it is against gravity. It she has to like physically use more energy to push because if it like that, it it could. You know I me. Mean? We look at animals in the wild. You know what I mean? They squat
1: sometimes. Yeah, think. for sure. Well, some of like them just I stand ha- there and push them right here. Yeah, it just falls right out.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, they work with gravity, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. But I think the, the birthing position on the back started so that doctors could have a better view, basically. No, was yeah, conven- started- it was convenient for the doctor, more so. No,
2: it started from one of the kings. I can't remember. I think it was King George. Oh, really, he wanted to see, yeah, he wanted to see um, the childbirth. Well, that's shocking,
0: surprised he then wanted to watch. Woman...
2: <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, um, because this this is only something like a few hundred years old, you know, like two. Oh, wow, three, I thought it was even older. more
0: modern than that. Like, I thought it was more like a modern medicine thing. And I remember too, like, um, when I had my kids, I have two sons. Um, I told the doctor that I wanted to like delay the cord clamping. Cause what they'll do is like, they'll clamp the umbilical cord, uh, like very quickly after the baby's born. So it stops the blood flow from the placenta. So like you're saying, it stops the nutrients, it stops iron, uh, blood, like all kinds of great things to go to the baby. So I just asked like, you know, can you just delay it? Like even a few minutes or whatever. And even that was like, it was met with heavy, heavy resistance. I was like, really? I could just hold. I just hold him while it's happening. Like it's fine. Like nothing. You don't need to do anything. But he respected my wishes for maybe five minutes, and then he's like, "Okay, let's get the show on the road." <laughs> <I'm> like, okay. <laughs> and you're in such a vulnerable state. It's hard to argue or advocate for yourself. That's where like your partner has to come in. Like the male, you know, you really have to like help you in that way.
2: This is why. Uh, our society is very fractured because men, okay, how should I put this here? From what I realize, the man's role is just as important as the female's role, but they're just different. The woman, the female, is the nurturer. She, the man's responsibility is to create the space and protect that space with his life, right? Then he Teaches the female, the female energy, how to be strong because men by default are stronger. So this is in terms of our personality or character. So men are more logical, it makes sense, black and white structures order. The, the feminine energy is more about how it feels: compassion, kindness, nurturing. Now that part needs to come into the man so that a man can be both strong and compassionate, caring and kind so that when the moments where he has to defend, be strong, he can act. But when there are moments where he's like, okay, well, that approach would not serve in this situation, you can be a little bit more, okay, let me hear what you're saying. Let me see if I can understand. Let me be a bit more compassionate. Then on the flip side as well, women, because uh, the feminine energy is all about how it feels, sometimes feelings are not the right way to analyze the situation. You have to look at it analytically, black and white. Does it mm-hmm. make sense? Does it make money? Can it work? Does it have order and structure? So it, both men and women teach each other the parts that they don't have. So this is how you become a perfect being, right? This is why Christ was both male and female. He says, "If you wise like a serpent and soft like a dove," right? So today. We have extremes. Before, men were just all hard, no brains, just brawn, no compassion. Now, we've got men that are super into feelings that they're betas. Then before, women were all about feelings, and now women just want to be hard as rocks. And yes. it's like we, we've gone the polar opposites, where we should be meeting in the middle and try to learn from each other because... And this is what the Anunnaki set up to divide man, and this is what their offspring are doing through government, religion, and money. Now, if you don't have money, you can't do this. And then because your religion says do this, you excuse me, just fl- blindly follow. And then in, you will go and worship government God, so you think that, oh, well, the Labour Party is bad, so you've worked on conservative. And then the Democrats are bad to so vote for uh, for the Republicans. And then you have this back and forth, mm-hmm. carrot and stick. So one party says something that's good. Oh, yeah, I'm with them. But what about the other things that are bad? Oh, well, we just ignore that. You know what I mean? And the religion. Well, God said to do this, which is a good thing. But He also said that. Yeah, but you don't understand, Todd. You know what I mean? God is this and that. No, God is love. This is what Christ always said it's all about love. You love your neighbor, you love your brothers, yourself, and you love your God with all your heart, your mind, and your soul. Mm -hmm. He said one thing, love. And when you have unconditional love, it means that you can forgive yourself first for the things you've done to people and things that you've done to yourself. When you forgive yourself, then you're able to forgive people regardless on whether it is their fault or not. And what that does is that that releases the energy from you and the situation. It doesn't matter if the other person forgives you or not, you that's not your business. You need to free yourself, right? Yeah. And get into your kingdom within. So So this yeah. is why we have a lot of polarization today where we have extremes, you know, people are losing their minds, to be fair.
0: Yeah, I think yes. that's what really done, well said. Done, Sorry, go ahead and why. You no, know, yeah,
1: I think it's all on purpose. The polarization is just, like, to snap people's minds. I think it's mm-hmm. all on purpose.
0: Yeah, believable. and I think it takes, like you're saying, like there's just sim- simple truths at the end of, like, most religions, like, you know, love your neighbor as yourself, unconditional forgiveness and love. Like, these are the basic things that, like, we should all be able to agree on, <laughs> you know? But I think they distract and polarize us with all these other labels and boxes that it's making it harder and harder for people to find common ground, um, which leads me to my last question for you. Because sorry, we're a little bit short on time because I have to pick up my kids, but I wanted to pick your brain on what you think, given your spiritual perspective and journey, and how you see the world. Like, what what do you see for like humanity and the world in like the next couple of years, let's say, or the near future?
2: I see a lot of struggle, but I see a a victory out of this world that will be liberating where we will have complete new forms and systems of covenants, transparency, accountability, and downright love for each other. Because we are so far on the extreme scale right now that the universe always balances out with the counter energy it it, it will happen because
1: the pendulum has to swing back at some point right it's like a pendulum and it's gonna have to come back
2: at some point it it, it has to (laughs) and if people are totally honest with themselves the emperor has no clothes the truth has already been told to us it's just a matter of are we perceiving that is the truth because I heard um, recently that Mr. Joe Biden said, oh, the, pan- the pandemic is over. And I was like, really? <laughs> but There was no fanfare. There was no um, celebration. You know what I mean? But yet still, it's over. But yet still, if you want to travel to the States, you've got to get jobs, right? So th- these people have already told us everything, right? But what it is is that because we're stuck in our echo chambers, that we're not hearing and seeing it. But what's going to happen is that because it is an inevitability that the pendulum will come back, what's going to happen is that there's going to be a massive, massive set of energy to come into the planet to raise the level of consciousness. What's going to happen is that I don't know when, because even Christ said that the Son of Man, which is what he said he was, doesn't know the time or the hour, but it would be as if lightning strikes in the east and flashes in the west and what that is is that is going to be global people will just get up one day i don't know then and people will just realize oh my gosh everything is fake why money's fake Government is fake religion is fake my relations is fake doing this job is fake because i don't love it people are going to have a massive massive identity crisis and i was even telling a friend of mine that today that what I went through going six years ago, where it was domino after domino after domino, it was like so hard. Honestly, Teresa, I swear to you, at the height of it, I used to go to bed praying to God to let me die in my sleep. It was
0: that hard. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, that
2: is going to happen to people where it's going to be so hard. People are going to, some people are going to give up, they're going to commit suicide. They can go and kill, rape, they can steal. People can just freak out and just yeah. destroy everything. The people that have been doing the work on themselves, like us here, and all the people that listen to you and me and stuff, those are the ones that will fare a lot better because, yes, it's going to be hard for us, but we're going to be like, okay, well, this is part of it. And we just need to endure to the end. We do what we have to do. To get through it because we know that the pendulum has to come back and just like with anything that's being born take classic a birth from a baby mother's in extreme pain you have to have birth pains for a new life to come through and i think that a lot of people are not going to make it and what's going to happen is that there's going to be a it could be a massive set of people that die but I think that a lot of people will still survive because they're the ones that are working on themselves. And we can create the new world that we want based on love and integrity, you know, compassion and kindness, honesty. Because what's going to happen is when the consciousness comes through, we're going to have, like, powers that we made to read people's thoughts. We can be able to have um, powers of telekinesis, telepathy, teleportation. We're talking of some very high-level stuff that, when you read books like the life and teaching of the masters of the far east are actually possible right now but we just don't know because we don't have that level of consciousness so i see something magnificent at the end but there's going to be a very hard process and it looks like if that hard process is starting now because we have massive amounts of money printing going on We have massive amounts of immigrants coming into Europe, massive amount of Europe um, immigrants coming into into America. So they're destabilizing everything simultaneously on purpose. And then when people realize that the religion is run by people who um, are pedophiles, then that's (laughs) gonna be even be harder for them. Right. right? It's gonna hit you, it's gonna hit you, religiously, (laughs) economically, or your belief in government, right?
0: Yeah, on and one of the pillars for sure.
2: On one of them, uh,
1: right? At least. But
2: I do believe that humanity as a species will overcome. It because there are people out there that are not taking the jobs. So it means then that those people will be able to reseed the earth. Because it's gonna be hard. You know, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. But I do I do honestly believe that. Because the emperor has no clothes it's just a matter of time before people just see it because if we can see it and we're normal human beings like everyone else but well, what's stopping them mm. but the difference is how are they going to handle it because mm. it's so far down the line because they'll be spitting rhetoric at you and me and but when they realize hold on a minute well yeah it's not real it's fake you telling me it's not real Todd well, I've been telling you that for years, but you just didn't want to listen. <laughs> and then you're like, "Oh, sorry, man, I didn't know." You know what I mean? There's there's a a, a famous scene in um in scripture where someone went to Christ. He says, "Lord, Lord, we cast out demons in your name." And Christ said, "I never knew you." That's that's going to be literally how it's going to play out because they do they they don't do things that they think are bad. The bad things they do, they think they're doing it for a good reason. Mm-hmm. This is where really the problem comes.
0: Okay. Yeah, and that's the true deception, right there. You know, making bad seem good and good seem bad. Unfortunately, mm-hmm.
2: well it's all over. It's it, it, we're extremes now that
1: mm-hmm.
2: I, I, I honestly didn't think it was possible. <laughs> it's crazy.
1: And I agree honestly. with you. I agree with you. Yes, never, would yeah. I ever have imagined twenty years ago we'd be here. Not at all.
0: But even even six years ago, oh yeah, right. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Oh, you're right. Trying to think, yeah. Like my oldest son is ten, and like I can think of the world when he was just born, or even when my younger son was born, and like it's so different now. It's unimaginable. It's crazy, but I think it's true. Like you said, like it has to swing back the other way, eventually, Um, and it is for our good in the end. It is a refinement for the world, and you're either gonna sink. Into the fire, or you're going to swim and survive. So the choice is up to you, right?
2: It's true. Because Lao so was it Lo, so he said, Pain is inevitable, but suffering is a choice.
0: There you go. Well, suffering is important, but how you embrace it as a challenge or an opportunity is optional. True. I think true.
2: Yeah. You, you still hurt, but it is us in our thoughts where we would keep remembering that thing thinking about that thing talking about that thing so like even like with myself um when people ask me certain questions yes i have to talk about certain things that happened to me but what happened is that for me now i've been able to distance that from me where i don't identify with that but i say my story to show people that look if i went through all these things you can as well you your your version is going to be different because everyone is this is why tell people all journeys are the same they're up and up ain't easy <laughs> you know what i mean and as you get closer to the top of the summit it gets even harder right so what will happen is that my journey had me breaking my foot other people's journey may start with loss of a child for example I'm not saying that breaking my foot i'm losing a child they, they, they're both equally difficult for that person because yes. it's individualized for them in that situation it's the
0: catalyst right? for them exactly
2: right so
0: yeah. everyone
2: has their own catalyst their own thing and breaking my foot in 2005 seems to be what changed my the trajectory my life to lead me to even speaking to you guys here today because i'll be honest i had to forgive myself for, for that it was my fault all right and uh, it was hard because, you know, everyone wants to blame this and that. But at the end of the day, 99.9% of the things that happen to us in our life are because of our thoughts, our words, and our actions.
0: Yeah. So it was a blessing yes. in a way it redirected you, you know, on the course that you are now.
2: I didn't see any time, but <laughs> I, ha- I have to concur.
0: Painfully, <laughs> to concur. It, it, it,
2: it seems to be part of my journey and you know I'll be honest it, it's been hard it's not been easy but absolutely talking to beloved souls like y'all really shows me that you know I mean the world is, is 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 a good place but we just need to connect with those people and see those people because you 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 can't change the world but you can change yourself mm. when you change yourself change your world and when you change your world you your world can change the world because if one person resonates with what you say and that person takes action works on themselves then Mm -hmm. that person can influence another person to work on themselves and this is why i do what i do i try to change myself constantly i hope that i can touch move and inspire other people to do the same and then we can you know i mean inspire others and without even knowing, we can change the world. But it starts here with us inside ourselves. You know, yeah, you
0: know, totally beautifully agree. said. Yes. <laughs> that was I like agree. the perfect way to end it off, Todd. <laughs> right? Yes. I think that's perfect, perfectly stated. Yes. Yes, it's true. We have to take radical responsibility, and I think you know we've grown up in a society that's taught us the exact opposite of that: no responsibility, YOLO it up. <laughs> you know, do whatever you want all the time with no consequence, so the opposite has to come into play eventually, like the pendulum has to swing back and I think there are people who are heeding the call, I would say more than others, like yourself so thank you so much for coming on to Spiritual oh, Gangsters yeah. and sharing your story, It is amazing and you're a remarkable person um, and did you have anything that you wanted to like promote? Do you have like a website a blog, I know you have your Instagram page
2: well What I would say is that if um, anyone is interested in getting into the best shape of their life and learning some of the things that I talk about, because I teach my students these things, I I, I suggest books for them to read, I suggest things like meditation. So I'm not just an average fitness trainer where I say, okay, eat less, go to the gym, you lose weight. No, we work on your mindset. Because the mind is where everything starts. Like um, Hermes Trismegustus said in the kabbalion the all is mind and the universe is mental. So I work a Love lot on book. the mental side. Great book. Amazing. I work a lot on the mental side. Because if you actually believe that you can get into shape, your mind will
1: I don't know how it works. It like connects just... the dots to make it happen, as long as you keep trying, it's, or whatever, yes. you know, thinking. Yes. You keep yes. the yeah. image focused in your mind. I know your mind. for sure. Yes.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, definitely. And what I do then is that I support you, guide you, and teach you all of the little tips and hacks that I've learned uh, through it, because I'm all self-taught. And this is, I think, what makes it better than just learning something, education, because you actually learn from Your mistakes you know and I can make this process a lot faster for you so you can get into the best shape of your life do some really cool stuff in calisthenics and you know uh, improve things like self-confidence mindset and um, obviously I'll teach you how to eat as well because there are a lot of little nuances that people don't understand and if anyone or just even wants to uh, ask me any questions about any things that I said today any books that I recommend uh, hit me up on instagram at, at Adriano underscore two four six or you can check me on Facebook as well my name Todd cave uh, send me a message and let's have a chat and see if I can help you or point you in the right direction to learn you know, some of the things I spoke about today and it'd be a pleasure to connect with um, any of your followers any of your listeners because you know I'm here to to, to serve uh, to serve humanity and in what little way I can uh, my skill sets are, just these things that we spoke about today. (laughs) Economics, spirituality, um, fitness, nutrition. I'm just like a total, all-rounded kind of a a person, because I've read many books and had many different um, experiences in my life, and I can definitely point you in the right direction and make the whole fitness thing a lot quicker than doing it on your own, you know? That's
0: awesome. Yeah, and we'll definitely include, like, your social media stuff in the description uh, once this goes. Like, it's been live today, but it'll probably drop in, like, a couple weeks. So, yeah, we'll definitely do that. Thank you so much, Todd. And thank you, NY, for staying with yeah. me. Yeah, with yeah no, this thing. was
1: great. I really liked this. Yeah, it was a good episode. Thank you, Todd. I truly enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah.
2: Hey, thanks for having me, man. It was really a pleasure to come on. Uh, I, when I saw the near-spiritual gangsters, I was like, yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's like, yeah, I'm gangster enough. I could come on. Nice. (laughs) I knew it. (laughs) Thank you so much, Todd. And thank you to everyone who was in the chat, live on YouTube, and everyone who was listening. And we'll see you in the next one.
1: Later. Later. Later.